being pulled over or are you being pulled in? Two retired law enforcement officers sharing their life story with hard-hitting reality of life on the job. At times they're funny, sometimes they're dead serious. Their mission, keep you entertained and educate you to what truly happens out on the streets. It's another day in the life of a cop. Get ready for the ride of your life. Welcome to Copology. So funny thing happened today. I was talking to a friend and she said, my best friend got stopped by the police. And she wouldn't know oh why boy. that guy was rude. Oh boy. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, it didn't even happen in my state. So I ain't got a clue. And I love when they say he was rude. Yeah. What does that mean? And what does rude mean? Yeah. What because does that mean? He a gave good you cop a ticket? can always tell a, uh, tell, a, tell a citizen, that's the art of being a good cop. Tell somebody to go to hell and they enjoy the trip. If you think about it, that's the way to do it. How do you do that? Is that is that is that what we're gonna? How do you how do you tell them to go to hell and uh, and enjoy the no, trip? Without, no, I'm just telling you, man. Them off? I had a friend. His wife called me complaining about a cop from a different state, and I had no clue. I don't know if the guy was having a bad day. I don't know if his wife was dying of cancer. I don't know if he just got divorced. Did he just get home and his all of his stuff was missing? There could have been a million reasons, but she wanted to know why that officer right then and there was rude to her friend. And I'm thinking, is your friend... Well, was she rude back? I mean, that's my first <laughs> oh, question. Oh, no, no. I can't ask those questions, but, you know. Because that's always a great indicator as to what response they're going to get from a police officer is how they treat that officer when they well you and, know that as well as i do because if you think about it how ignorant do you have to be to think that i want to get out of a temperature controlled police vehicle at 72 degrees to deal with you because you drive like an idiot when it's 105 in the in the sun well that's true but i don't know we you know there still is there still is a reason to do it and but it, I don't think that people take into consideration that officers are human and sometimes they're having a bad day. Well, there's you have a combination of a lot of things if you, if you look at it. And this is my opinion. Everybody that's driving a car is in their own little chamber, their own little echo chamber. And so when you're driving slow, it may not be because your car is not doing well or you're not – Whatever the reason is, they're screaming, go! And it's, you know, in their little world, everybody else is in the way. I just had that happen to me. Yeah, it happens to me all the time. In fact, yeah. I, I'm yelling at people all the time to go. I lose my Christianity very quickly when I'm Jack in Jack Wagon was on his phone. <laughs> but, no, I get your point. Officers don't really want to get out of their air-conditioned car to, to step Especially up. Especially when and, it's 100 degrees outside. And, and, you know, and deal with somebody. But 
I don't think that even when they do, they don't step out of their car with an attitude. It's generally perpetuated by the behavior of the person who's stopping them. I agree. Or and, who, who they've stopped. And unfortunately, me. society's gotten to the point now where it's becoming mainstream to resist the police in that aspect you know which is causing bigger problems oh sure it is absolutely but bigger you can't problems. you can't you can't address the problem when the media and the and the politicians aren't addressing the true the true issue if we were really in a police state think about it if we were really in a totalitarian police state that they're accusing us of being in and the police today's you wouldn't talk to a cop like that go to cuba find a cop Talk to them that way and find out what happens. Oh well, not just Cuba, but a lot of a lot of countries. You talk yeah. to back talk a cop. Hell, mm-hmm. a lot of states. If you you know, yeah, some backwood areas. I've had some. Know. I've had some uh, out of state. I've had some friends who were police officers out of out of our jurisdiction, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to mention where they're from. Just, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, you could not tell a cop to. F off, no, in their jurisdiction because you'd go to jail for mm-hmm. an affray or popo. Yeah, yeah. when, when in all is. actuality it's a freedom of speech. Yeah, and there is, and there's people that that will that will, you know, they'll go out of their way to, um, you know, to provoke a, a response, and there are people that go out of their way to provoke a response so they can sue the agency and that's how they make their living. Well, and nowadays they're trying to make money on it. They're trying to make YouTube hits on their video and sure. Absolutely. And TikToks and whatever it's, it's other just, Instagram, ridiculous. whatever Facebook live, whatever you're doing, they're all trying to become a, an instant celebrity by pulling one over on some unsuspecting police officer. And yeah. I'm not saying that, that cops aren't, partially to blame for some no, of their... most of it's a training issue, but, you know, when I was a supervisor and anytime we had a complaint and it was sustained, it was documented and it was taken care of and we tried to change the behavior, we're not going to get rid of the police. Now, the problem is you've got the gambit of, if you look at the whole spectrum, you have, there's, there is a core group of instigators and they don't, you know, they, they, they want... You mean instigators like... Police or no, no, no. I'm civilians. talking about outside the realm. There are people, the who public. Are, yeah, the public. There, there's instigators. There are people that are driving agendas. That uh, you absolutely, know, you know, and they they go after the police and they go after, and then you get the poor B cop who just wants to. But they're easily d- divided. I mean, you can see those people who are doing it for alternative reasoning you know whether they're trying to make a youtube hit or they're trying to sue the police nine times out of ten and you i I know you know probably some of the same ones i know locally that Mm -hmm. were doing it and trying to get officers caught up in in litigation or or at least agencies in litigation so they could make money from it and that happens in every uh believe it or not i've come to find out that that happens in just about every other you know you got the people who slip and fall in public and you got people who oh, call yeah. up, call yeah. up there's public. always a scam going on somewhere but when it comes to the traffic stops i mean i think it's important to understand that the officers have a responsibility to be professional they have a responsibility to be polite 
And when it's telling until it's time not to. I mean, it, obviously, if you have a guy that's got felony warrants and you know he just beat up his wife or something of that nature, um, you're not going to be nice to him. You know, you don't yell "Jesus love you" when you're. Well, it's not that you're not going to be nice. Face. You're just going to be professional, and I think sure. if you're professional across the board, and a lot of people take that as being matter. rude because it's you know just the facts, ma'am, kind of a thing, and. Yeah, I mean, let me face it. When 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 you're stopping somebody, they're not having a good day. It's delivery and tone. Nobody's having a good day if they're getting stopped by the police. Absolutely. And officers need to understand that. And now I'm starting to see, which I think a lot of officers should take heed of, what you say to somebody when you walk up to the car sets them off. Yeah, you that's know? important. Yeah. If you're asking them questions, because now the big thing is... I'm not. I'm not answering any of your questions. I'm not required to answer any of your questions. I just. I'll give you what I need to give you, but don't ask me where I'm going, where I came from. Even though a lot of times, that's just conversation. It's not. The only time I can remember asking somebody as an investigative tool was if you pulled them over for DUI. Then you might ask. So where are you headed? Where where are you coming from? Oh, yeah, is to that's get true. to get an admission that they were coming from the local bar or yeah, or they'd been drinking, you know, AB sleaze or whatever. But outside of that, officers, you know, could probably take heed of of how they phrase those questions or how soon they start asking questions of where you're going. You know, a good time to ask those questions to me is. And you, as a canine officer, I think can appreciate this. If I pulled over a car and I was waiting for a canine to show up, obviously I only have the time in which it takes me to issue the ticket for you to show up on scene. Yeah. But during that time, I might add, then I might ask those questions while I have them out of the car and I'm doing my doing my running my computer checks and doing this stuff. Right. And I have them roadside. I don't necessarily want to keep them standing there yeah. thinking about what's going on. I wanna I wanna be in their head. So then I might ask them, so where are you coming from? Or where you might be headed, you know? I Yeah, you, know, you can have a con- general conversation. Yeah, I just have a conversation with them. But the problem that you have is you have a lot of officers who have the arrogance of saying, I'm not gonna tell you anything until I know who you are. And we changed our policy at my agency that when you stop somebody, you say, hi, my name is Sergeant, you know, my last name. Uh, The reason I stopped you was because you ran the red light. And that's a good idea. Yeah. And then I need to see your driver's license, registration, insurance. And it, it eliminates the arguing. You know, because the person you're stopping is going to argue, I didn't run that stop sign. I didn't run that red light. Okay, that's fine. And like I said, I, I like we, we've discussed many times before, when I first got promoted in 2007, they gave me a brand new ticket book like three days before I got promoted. That was canine handler. And I did, I did traffic as a patrolman. I, you had to show productivity. You didn't have to write tickets, but you had to show stops. You had, and I got most of my dope, my, some of my biggest dope arrests from uh, traffic stops. I got a guy that had 280 grams well, of The marijuana. Oklahoma City bomber was caught on a traffic yeah, stop. Yeah, exactly, for a you know, tag violation. So something stupid. This guy had a bald tire. And, you know, and the passenger didn't have a seatbelt. It kind of went from there and bing, bang, boom, we got 280 grams. Plus we got about, I think we got a couple OZs of uh, cocaine. So I think outside of my time in, in uh, narcotics, all of my good dope arrests were traffic stops. Yeah, on something stupid. And so if, if, if I think if the public understood 
the primary reason for traffic, and, and and at least at my agency, we we used it, and that was to limit traffic crashes and save lives. Uh, you know, you go to a libertarian page on any social media, and we're road pirates, and I I get well, it. Well, you, you know, know I, I would. I, that's a probably a topic we could stand alone on and and oh, have sure. a conversation. Absolutely. Ticket prices are a bit exorbitant. Oh, they're uh, yeah, they're out of control. And, they really are. Because everybody's got to get a dime out of it, so yeah. they they so, charge. Cra- you know, I would have written more tickets in my career if tickets were twenty five dollars a pop. Yeah, me too. You I, know, fifty dollars for a moving, twenty five for a non moving. Absolutely. Yeah, it Absolutely. it was ridiculous. We when tickets more. started going up over a hundred dollars. Now they're what two hundred dollars for a non moving violation. I don't know. I, I heard it was a lot when when I retired. It was one nineteen. Well, for a non moving. Yeah. And uh, now, like, there was two two separate statutes you could use. Like, if they had an equipment violation, you could write them the specific equipment, and that was 119, or you could write them the fix-it ticket under the 316. Well, I always, I always wrote fix-it tickets. Yeah, 610, I think it was. And then, bang, you know, it was 14 bucks, $4 to the agency that checked it, and $10 to the clerk of the court. The the thing I never understood is uh, child care, child seats, safety seats for kids. The ticket for that was, as I recall, over two hundred bucks. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. How can you pay a two hundred some odd dollar ticket, and then go get a child seat, safety seat? I mean, if I remember right, and it's been a, quite a while since I had to buy There's it. A lot of agencies that are giving them out. They started that, but initially, yeah. they weren't. And we had a program there for a while because I worked traffic for about a year, and we had the uh, the. NHTSA was giving out the traffic seats, or mm-hmm. not traffic seats, <laughs> the child safety seats. Yeah. As long as you could, you had to show up to a a registered um, seat installation um, park, and and then we climbed around in their car for twenty minutes, sweating, get to get yeah, the seat in. installed yeah. correctly, and then they could have the seat. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Which is good. And then there you could come when those seats, those extra seats that were left, they were able to come to the agency and still get them. Um, but but before that program came into effect, yeah. and I think we're kind of getting off topic, or maybe I'm running it off topic, but I, ticket prices are exorbitant. They are. Um, they absolutely are. And I don't want, I, 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 think, I think that there are certain things that need to be, Expensive, like stopping a you know school bus or a stop school bus with the flashing lights, you know things of that nature where lives are in danger. But you know, a hundred and a hundred sixty nine dollars for you know for for something stupid like a bald tire or something like that. I mean, well, I got on, a ticket. Crazy. Somebody, somebody in my family in a car registered to me, and I know it wasn't me because. The car I happen to drive isn't registered in my name. <laughs> it's registered in my wife's name. Right. So somebody in a vehicle registered to me got a ticket in Kissimmee. Oh, I probably shouldn't mention that, but they're far <laughs> enough outside of where we're at that that it doesn't really matter. It's near Diddy World. <laughs> and it was a, they ran a, a red light. Oh, the red light camera? Red light camera. Yep, yep. The ticket was, by the time I got it, they were threatening to suspend my driver's license. Now, I had no <laughs> prior notification that there was even a citation issued yeah. when I tried to research it. Thank God they outlawed this here. Yeah. When, they tried to, when I tried to research it, 
I could only, the clerks would only, on their website, it only told me what the ticket was for, the date it was issued, um, but nothing else. Not a vehicle, uh, who it was issued to, just just the red light ticket, the, the moving violation, the cost of it, and the date, and maybe the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't send that to me until, I, I didn't get noticed of it until they were threatening within 30 days to suspend my driver's license for failing to pay. And how do you, how do you, how do you face your accuser in court on that one? Well, I could have, but they said the 30 day, the 30 day notice was set to expire before I could get a court date. So they were going to go ahead and go through with the suspension and then I could fight it in court. So I just ended up now I'm a retired cop. But instead of going through the hassle of dealing with all that, I just paid the fine, paid the ticket, and hope that my insurance doesn't increase, and hope that there's no points based on that. Yeah, you weren't even time. you weren't even in there. I, it wasn't even me. So I I quizzed yeah. all of those that are driving vehicles that happen to be registered to me, <laughs> and of course I got I was fishing that day, and in I Kissimmee. was <laughs> I wasn't even in town. Yeah, I was. I don't even go to Kissimmee. Yeah. Um, oh, it's crazy, man. I mean, there's a lot of things that they've done that I'm glad that they don't do anymore. But we I, we need to really when you're when you're dealing with like I got I got uh, getting off a little off topic here. I got a notification from the state of Texas that my car ran a toll outside Houston, and I'm like, <laughs> "What are you talking about? I, <laughs> I live in Florida." And they're like, "Yeah, but your vehicle." Was seen going through. It was a Toyota Camry. Is it and I'm in the like, driveway? Do you have a picture of the tag? And they sent me a picture of the tag. And I'm like, if you look closely, that says Colorado. It's not Florida. The guy goes, Oh, I'm that's sorry. That's a big. That's a. Big, oh, that's huge, man. That's yeah, huge. That, but you would a think big difference between a Colorado tag and a Florida tag. You would think so. Yeah, but evidently seen, not I lived in Texas. Colorado. They yeah. still have the green mount. You know, the yeah. green. I mean, and white. I'm looking at it going. That's a Colorado tag. Yeah, it's my tag number, but. Did I you guys even verify this? The I, guy goes, "Oh, we're really sorry." Look, it's 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 this bad that even uh, when I was working narcotics, our undercover car, I get I, all the notifications for any violation. If you ran a tag on a on an undercover car as a patrolman, um, the agency got notified of all those. And I walked into our supply division one day, and they went, "Why were you in of all places again?" Uh, Osceola County uh, at 11.30 last night or midnight. It was it was late, like somewhere between 11 at night and 2 in the morning. And I said, it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, no, they got your tag. Your tag was run at a gas station. at, And they gave me the address. And I said, that you wasn't sleep me. sleepwalking? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> why me. Why is my refrigerator empty and why am I gaining weight? <laughs> And, you know, they didn't want to believe me. They're like, oh, no, we think you went over. Why? Well. You know, why wouldn't they believe you? I mean, oh, I know, because everybody thinks that we're. Because everybody you know, the ones who screwed we were, off as officers that became supervisors are the ones who accused all their officers right. of that. You know? They think that, you know, we're off doing, you know. Yeah. Those black ops things and hiding out in areas we're not supposed to be. Yeah. And then Going to there are people that abuse the privilege of having an of course. car yeah, and being that. able to. You know, that goes down to leadership. But, A good supervisor can, 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 you can, 
You could make somebody an example of that. Now, my boss didn't believe it, and well, he it's knew. Well, because had a reputation. He knew, but the because the the uh, I don't know why. I guess because the tags come through property or not property evidence. They come through our property section. So <laughs> just like a just like a uniform would be issued out, the tags issued out under, right. and so it probably comes to them. But they were the first ones to tell me that it happened. And then he caught me later on and said, Hey, you know, your tag was run. I said, it wasn't my tag. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he saw, but it wasn't mine. It's pretty bad. you're with your boss. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think, I think somehow there was a keystroke or something. There was a, yeah, they, they either keystroked it wrong or they read the tag wrong. And it was like one digit off of what my tag was. Well, you know, have, you look at an S, it's a five. If you look yeah. at an eight, it could be a B. Yeah. Yeah. I, I now I now know what it's like to be, you know, I need a Braille. I'd have to Braille tags. Cause oh, I'm, it's I'm horrible, my, isn't it? I'm Q's and other not, it's crazy. But so. um, fines are are too much. They should go and explore reducing them. But I think and in fairness, when we talk about traffic stops and we talk about the officers who are produ- conducting them, there's a two-way street. There's the officer's responsibilities and it's the driver's responsibilities. And I think the driver's responsibility is, listen, you don't want to get out of the car. You don't want to do whatever it is you have to do. You have to know your constitutional rights. Now, everybody knows their constitutional rights, but they really don't know. They don't really know them. They don't really know their constitutional rights. Uh, Number one is it is not a right to drive. Now, you'll get the arguments from the libertarians that we're, we're traveling. Well, you can travel on a horse, you can travel on a bicycle, you can walk along, you know, along the road if you want to. But to drive in the state of Florida, it is a privilege. It is not a right. And when you get a driver's license at the very bottom where you well, sign, when you sign for your license, it yeah. specifically says that you will give up this officer to a law enforcement officer upon request. Right. So you got that taken care of, and then when you're going to argue with an officer, the roadside is not the place to do it. Um, we have a saying in Florida, you can beat the rat, but you can't beat the ride. And you don't want to do something incredibly stupid and wind up getting, going to jail for it. Well, and yes, and I, it does I, have to, I have to, I have to agree with you. I, I think that, um, that it is a two, two way street and officers need to do better. Civilians need to do better. Citizens, civilians. Mm-hmm. I don't want to offend anybody out there, but, um, <laughs> You know they need they need to do better. There's there's improvement on both sides of the fence. Sure is absolutely. Um, but some of these are taken to the magnitude of, of people getting beat and shot and shot and all because of all because of some stupid because idea. They watched that, a YouTube video and they yeah, they're emulating or some lawyer. They saw. they saw they saw a bit from some lawyer that says these are your rights and oh it, and you know and, it, and you're looking at it going I wouldn't want this guy to to be my attorney because he's given some really bad information. But, you know, when it comes to searches and things like that, yeah, the Fourth Amendment applies and there's no way in the world that an officer can just arbitrarily search your vehicle. There's only three ways to get into a car, as far as I know. One is consent. And if an officer hands you your driver's license registration and your citation back and says, is there anything in the car? The minute he hands you that license, you're free to go. You're no longer in custody, as they say. Right. But we know marks. officers hang on to that stuff of course and they say, do. can I search your car? Yeah. And you and think that can be, you that, feel. A, good, a good attorney can make the argument that was coercion. Of course. So, you know, and it's good for the listener to know that if you get stopped by the police and they hand you back your information, you're free to go at that, at that time. 
The answer is no, if you don't want your car searched. Now, I was on vacation one time and I got stopped by uh, Pennsylvania State Police and he wanted to know what I had in my car. And I said, nothing. And he's like, mind if I search? I'm like, absolutely. I mind if you search. I'm on vacation. I don't want to spend an hour and a half on the side of the road while you go through my wife's underwear drawer. It's not going to happen. So if I'm free to go, see you later. Off I went. Off I went. And, and, and so how did he take that? <laughs> I don't care. The idea was I knew exactly where I was. I knew exactly what I could do and what I couldn't do. And that's the difference between the average citizen and somebody who understands the law. Once he handed me back my driver's license registration, he didn't write me a ticket. He just stopped me because I had a Florida tag. And as we all know, in police work, what's going oh, north? coming from Florida, to, you got drugs in the car. Yeah, north. Yeah, if you're coming from Florida and you're going north, you got drugs. If you're going south, you got money. Oh, I used to. Well, that's that's not far from the truth, actually. <laughs> in all actuality, but I used to have. Uh, I had our canines walk around my civilian car before I drove it to oh, pick up my I kids bought, out of state. Anytime I bought a used vehicle, I took my dog around yeah. it. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Before Never I left the, before I left the state, I would have uh, I would have one of our canines walk around my personal car yep. just in case I got stopped because I'd have to drive to pick up my kids out of state and yeah. uh, crazy, yeah, isn't it? it, it yeah, it's it sad you though. You got to be running that. kilos up the interstate. It could be, yeah, because they do <laughs> think that. You know, I mean, I had a buddy, I had a buddy that was a canine with me, and when he would come into the state of Florida, he would stop off at the. Uh, at the Florida Welcoming Center on 95 there north of Jacksonville. And he would get a white uh, a white Sharpie, like the kind you would write on glass. Right. And he would write signal zero, which is our code for armed and dangerous. And he would and hit, hit down, he'd get people get behind him and, oh, and they would go off somewhere else. So, you know, he'd avoid traffic stops that way. He's letting people know he's a cop. How, how do you say you're a cop without saying you're really a cop, you know? Right. And, and, and that's what he would do. But uh, my, I... You know, I, we all have a lead foot when we were younger, but I always, when I was on, when I was on, when I was, when I was driving, especially out of state, man, I, I never went five miles over the speed limit. I would go like four. I can't say that. I know you can't, but I, I can. can. And I, you know, I had a little girls in the car with me, you know, my daughters. And so I had to be very careful in that aspect. But, but when we're dealing with. I wasn't careful because I had kids in the no, car. No, you're just, just, you're a madman. You're like, a madman. I've told well, you, you know, time. It, it but, but, but what I'm saying is that, you know, you, you took precautions so that if somebody comes around and says, hey, you know, I stopped you because, you know, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, you stopped me because I got a Florida tag, you douche. You know, so, you know, a lot of times you would take your badge and you put it on the, you know, on, on, the, on the visor so they could see it. And, you know, you I know, never, I, I never didn't do that did either, that. but there was a couple of times where I would put my badge up there because it would, you know, I got a belly, so it, it well, would dig to it To this on. day, I still carry two wallets. I have one wallet that has civilian stuff in it, and I have one wallet that has... <laughs> police stuff in it and yeah and I, I don't i don't carry my police stuff anymore since i'm retired I really just, yeah. i carry my retired wallet yeah, with my just, id and my just badge more crap to remember you know just, just more crap to remember well i carry it in my you know i, I do carry i do carry if i carry out of state i carry my my retired badge for the 218 but other I, than that i, I don't still carry my but, uh, i have not had an opportunity to pull it out well you're still laid up with it because i remember on one of our last shows you were telling me about uh <laughs> Never mind. No, go ahead. No, no I'm just joking with you. I'm just pulling your leg. Well, my, but, back uh, to my lead foot. I have an excuse for going fast. It's, you got, you got I heavy was feet. Trained. You know, you revert, yeah, oh, no, revert I understand. I mean, when I retired, I didn't. I didn't care. 
I mean, if there's a cop on the side of the road getting his butt kicked, yes, yes, I'm going to help. I'm going to get out and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to engage. But my wife will ask me, who's that? Who's that? I, I don't know. Oh, I, well, I, don't I, know. I did. My, yeah. I got the same questions. Who's, who's number 365? Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. When I left, yeah. when I left, the numbers weren't that high. I mean, we were on vacation one time. We were driving up in, in West Virginia. We were in West Virginia uh, between Bluefield and uh, Clarksville, which is, uh, you take 19, and it runs you right through Somerville, and it's real pretty up in that area. And we got up onto 79 north, uh, south of Clarksville, and uh, and it, 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 there was a bad crash, man. And I'm talking like bodies in the road. And we had just gotten up to it, and there was probably two this is or day three. or night? This is in the afternoon. Okay. This is during the day. And uh, and it was it was just mass pandemonium. Cars twisted. And and there was enough room on the right side where I could go around. And there's emergency vehicles pulling up, so nothing I was going to be able to do. And I'm driving, and I'm going around the crash, and my wife's like, oh, my gosh, there's a body over there. There's somebody dead over there. And she's like, you didn't even look. I'm like, if I don't have to write it, I don't want anything to do with it. And that's my mindset, even today. I mean, I've been retired now for almost four years, and I just— I mean, I don't miss it. Yeah, I don't. I re- I've been retired that much longer than you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I stayed in the drop at my agency. I did almost three. When you retired, I went into the drop. I because we both. Well, I you got you took time back, right? Yeah, I was able to buy my. Military. I didn't do that. I didn't. I didn't buy my military time back. So I best actually did thirty full years. I did thirty full years. Yeah, best program there ever was. Buyback. Yeah, so we had a good time. I mean, it was fun. It was a good, and I loved what I did. I loved being a cop. I really did. I loved being a, a canine handler. I loved being a sergeant, but I didn't miss it. When I was time to go, man, I walked out the door. I was ready to go, and I've been very, very, very happy. And That's now, probably it. I mean, I, I could probably go on about whether I missed it or not. Yeah. I didn't think I missed it. I thought I was ready to go, but there was some something inside of me that, that was, that, uh, was no longer there, and I, right. I well, I ended up going back. I um, I loved it, man. I really did. I loved the work. I mean, I think I was born to do it because when I was eight years old, I wanted to be a cop, and I had a couple pretty high influence. Nope, not people, here, kind of. You know, yeah. Your dad didn't want you to be a cop. If I recall correctly, not no, Air Force. Yeah, though. but I tell you, I had more fun in the Air Force as a cop, and uh, I did more police work at at the base in the Philippines that I was at than I did in. In four, in three years with the canine with the canine unit in in the Philippines, I did more police work than I did in eleven years with the agency I worked with. It was crazy, man. I had gotten, I was involved in four gunfights. I mean, it was crazy, absolutely crazy over there. Yeah, but that's because of where you were. Yeah, I understand I that. Mean, I mean, if I was working South Central or you know South Central LA or South 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 Chicago or you know Overtown, I mean, when we went down for Hurricane Andrew. Back in '92, at, at uh, in Miami, they have a, a road. I can't remember the name of the road. I, think, I want to say 14th Street, but I I, I don't know. Um, but it, it separated Liberty City from Overtown, right? And so one side's county, one side is city of West, uh, city of uh, Miami, and they call it the Miracle Mile. And the Dade cop I was with goes, "Yeah, if we can go the full distance of the street without hearing a gunshot, it's a miracle." And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Eh? <laughs> so roll our windows down, you know, and he's like, and we didn't get 100 yards, man. And some dude jumps out behind a building, getting chased by another guy, turns around, and they start having a gunfight. A running gun like battle. Like 20 feet in front of us, man. I'm getting ready to bail out, and he's hitting me going, go, go, go. 
<laughs> and I'm like, what, what? I'm, aren't we supposed to stop the bad guys? He's like, get out of here. And this is the same guy when we're driving along. We're in his car because we're in Melbourne uh, uh, at our police car at the time. And then the, uh, the when Adler and I, he wanted to drive. So he was driving his Metro car. And we're driving in the area, and there's like bags and bags and bags of garbage. So I'm putting it all together. By the time we were done, I had like six or seven full Burger King bags, you know, McDonald's bags, the big ones, full of garbage. And I'm like, hey, dude, find me a dumpster. And the guy goes, okay. And we're driving along like on one of the main roads, and he starts rolling his window down. And he starts grabbing the bags off of my lap and throwing them out of the car as we're driving. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he looks at me and I swear to you, deadpan goes, we are in a dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a point. And I'm like, holy smoke, man. He's got a point. But getting back to traffic stops, these guys were doing traffic stops and and running the people. Guy come back with 145 uh, suspensions on his license. He's like, catch you driving again, I'm going to put you in jail. And I was like, my jaw was hitting the ground. Because where we're here, up in here, up up in our county, you get three or more, man, bye-bye, you go to jail. Yeah. Not down there, man. They're too busy. You can't threaten people down there with, like, oh, well, I'll call DCF on you. Good, have them take the kids. I, that's less one, you know, less less responsibility for me. I was, like, floored. It's a whole different world. Now. It's like a third world nation down there. Crazy. Well, yeah. yeah. It is a third world nation. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> to our listeners in the South Florida area, we'd like to apologize now. But uh, no, it was just I don't crazy. Know. I went down there. I went down there it is. on it's crazy. a on a uh, a personal, uh, actually kind of passing through. Some buddies and I were going to go fishing in the Keys, and we took a couple boats. Not mine because we can't afford that kind of stuff. But <laughs> um, we we took one down down the intercoastal. So we we went out Sebastian and started heading south, just just off the coast, just. Nice little ride down, stopped in Miami. Well, I stayed on the boat in Miami. And it's a good thing you did, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing I did. But we, we docked, we got we got fuel, we docked, and the other guys I was with decided they were gonna go in uh on shore and get something to eat. Because you there's like a hooters right there. Mm-hmm. So I decided to stay on the boat. We won't talk about why, but it, I was dehydrated quite a bit from the ride down. <laughs> And uh, I noticed there's there's Weren't a drinking water, yeah, were you? <laughs> there's a group of people climbing onto the boat to take pictures on the bow, and I hollered up at this. Miami. Now you took the boat down there. I yeah. mean, drove the boat down. Yeah. So like in the water all the way in down. In the water all wow. the way down. Well, I I got off. I got off in Miami. I think. Well, I got. Off, I don't know when I got off, but I got off the boat at some point. At some point, I got off. Because all the non-water you were drinking. That's funny. At some point, my head hurt so bad, I got off the boat and rode. I rode the rest of the way down to, I think we were in Marathon. I drove, I rode in a car the rest of the way. But you they, were in a they car or did you have a car? With you no, no, no. There was a group of us going and some of us couldn't all leave at the same time. Oh, okay. So, so somebody came and picked you some up. Some drove. Oh, okay. And then a group of us rode in the... Uh, I was going to say, because it takes three hours to drive down there from us. And but... How long did it take you taking a boat? I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I got dehydrated. (laughs) (laughs) Why does my butt hurt? It was dark. (laughs) It was dark when we got to Miami. But anyway, my point of all that was I hollered up at this, as I'm laying in the back of the boat on the cooler, I hollered up at this Miami cop. Yeah. 
And, uh, well, he looked like a Miami cop. <laughs> He's wearing a gun. <laughs> and a badge on. And I said, hey, could you get these people off my boat? And uh, he looked at me, and, and I might have even flashed a badge. Mm-hmm. But even if I didn't, I said, hey, get these people off my boat. And he turned and looked at me and said, I know I'm playing glass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? We that, went to, we okay, went to a rest- so then my point of it's a third yeah, world country. It is, yeah. Because yeah, we it, were in Hialeah, uh, which was in the part of the where the, we were patrolling. And we stopped out at a, at a restaurant. And, you know, you walk in, they got Univision up on the TV. And, and this guy is looking. And, you know, one cop looks up and gives, puts up two fingers. He goes, I'll take number two. And the guy writes it down. Goes to the next guy. He goes, I'll take a number one. And you, know, you can look at the meals up there. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, yeah, I don't want this. Eat by pitcher. Yeah, basically. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I'll just take some black beans and rice and some pulled pork, you know. I said, that's all I'll take. And the guy's like shaking his head at me. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. That's all I need. He's just looking at me smiling. And I'm like, what's this problem? Because he doesn't understand English. He doesn't know what you want. I'm like, oh, number two. <laughs> yeah. Anybody want my plantains? <laughs> so not to offend anybody who lives in South Florida, but it is. It is. It's it a different is, world down there. It is it really a different is. world. They don't stop for red lights cops don't stop for red lights down there that you better if you're down there driving for those of you that might drive down there you gotta you if the light turns red turns green you need to sit there for a good 10 seconds before you drive (laughs) through it because somebody's going to run the red light oh yeah that's true yeah that's true but you know but when you know with the traffic stops and stuff like that i know we got off 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 topic um going back to all traffic related yeah it's all traffic related (laughs) technically it is um you know, when, it, when we talk about the citizen, um, what their responsibilities are, and it is basically there's a time and a place to fight it, and a roadside is a not road the place to do it. And then we need to, we need to, I think it's important that we need to stress officer responsibilities. The person you're stopping is not happy that you're being stopped, that they're being stopped. Be kind, be courteous. If they're yelling at you, please don't take it personal because they're yelling at your authority. They're not yelling Many at you. Many times they're traumatized. I mean, it is. Sure they are. Absolutely. It is, uh, yeah, we, we have some thin skinned people. It's one of the most world. stressful things. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I can remember. Um, getting stopped by the police. Sometimes the mere sight of a patrol car before I became a police officer was yeah. like, oh God, they're going to stop me yep. for that stop sign that I ran, you know, a week ago or <laughs> the fact that I'm I'm speeding down 95 or they probably, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, somebody probably spotted me. I was coming home the other day and I had, Georgia's got it down. They've got all these overpasses. They've got these, these, County guys sitting on, yep, running radar or yeah, laser, laser, whatever they've yep. got going on. Yep. yep. And had I been going in an excessive rate of speed, I probably would have been stopped. But, but I was more or less moving with the flow of traffic, so I don't think they were dealing. They were looking for people that were really, yeah. well, really, really depends. But, yeah. but they would have caught me. They would have caught me, no doubt. Um, it's late at night that most of the most of the, my friends get stopped, and it's only. After or since I, you know, I don't have that same nervousness, but I can understand how a citizen would get nervous at the sight of a patrol car, get nervous if a patrol car pulled in behind them. Um, and it's officers do need to remember that that's a highly stressful encounter for yeah. your average yeah. citizen. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, the majority of the people are going to stop. They're going to have a respect for you, but there is an element out there that hates the police. And I'm talking right wing. I'm talking BLM, Antifa. And so, 
you know, you got to be on your toes, but there's still no reason to treat anybody with 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 disrespect. Well, you should provide yes. some sort of greeting, identify yourself and and and, and your why. agency, yep. and tell them why you stopped them. Absolutely. Before you ask them for anything that you're going to ask them for. I agree. And then I tell them I'm I'm going to issue you a citation. Um or I'm not going to issue you a citation. I'm going to run your information and write the citation, or I'm going to run you their information, yeah. write you a warning ticket, or I'm not going to write you at all, provided yeah. your information comes back free and clear. Mm-hmm. You'll be free to go with just a verbal warning. But tell them all that. So when you walk away, there's no question in their mind what's what's going to happen. Yeah. The And I know we've probably all experienced the attitude ticket. Sure we have. Um, yeah. And we've all, those of us in law enforcement, have probably written some attitude tickets. Oh, yeah. There's been times where, you know, back in the day where they keep running their mouth, I keep writing. But if you can refrain from doing that and tell them ahead of time, I'm yeah. going to do this. That's the best way to be. And then if citizens could probably just hold their their frustration for the stop and for anything that might occur during the stop for a complaint after the stop, don't yeah, don't ask a for a supervisor. Do don't yeah. ask for a supervisor immediately upon getting stopped because yeah. that officer is probably not. It, he may not have a supervisor available. Yep, yeah. it could be on something else. That's happened before as well. Yeah. So what I do is I tell my I told I told my officers when I was a sergeant, our agency issued you two hundred fifty business cards. So if anybody says, what's your name? The one thing I would not tolerate is them saying it's on the bottom of the ticket. You say that, we got a problem. That's arrogant. That's I don't think that's necessary. There's nothing out of your that, that's going to hurt your day just to pull a business card out and go, if you have any questions, you can contact my supervisor. Here's his name. Write it on the back of the card. Boom. And let it go. Don't take that stuff personal. So on the law enforcement side, yeah, they need to understand that, you know, that they... You know, it goes to the old the old adage where you had officers that looked like their badge weighed eight pounds, and they'd stick that thing out as a big pride thing, and the, it, you know, and and I'm like, you can't do that. You are a, you know, you wear the badge. Well, you can sim- if you want the complaints. And well, yeah, if they, you want to get the complaints, or you want to get somebody that's going to try you. But, all those come with complaints. You know, I I don't I don't understand why it's important. You know. But then again, you know, you look at you look at some of the complaints that people have, and they're archived. You know, you 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 you'll see, especially on social media, this cop he's rogue, he's this way, he's that way, and you look at him and go, every one of my officers, if something would have happened and somebody would have accused him for it of saying something, if they said it, I would be like, yeah, I can see him saying that, or no, that doesn't sound like them. So you know, as a supervisor, I hope I hope I knew my guys well enough. Well, nowadays most officers are wearing body cameras, so and you're going to get the audio. Yeah, you're get the audio on on most encounters. Ninety five to ninety nine percent of all complaints are always they're always you know. Uh, but I think citizens because citizens, if you have a complaint on an officer, handle it outside of the traffic stop. Go I ahead agree. and let the officer take care of his business. Yeah. Comply with the reasonable requests. Of your driver's license, insurance, registration. So basically, if both sides of the of the spectrum were just acted like decent human beings, yeah, we wouldn't have this problem. Well, well, we could have wrapped that up twenty five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> if we would all just be nice to each other, just be nice. Can yeah. we all just can, get along? Yeah, can we all just get along? <laughs> but if if 
they would, if citizens on the citizen side, if they would just, you know, you can't ask and, and Im- immediately get a supervisor to respond. That's not always going to happen because yeah. a traffic stop on the priority list of a supervisor is going to yeah, be really low a- until yeah. there's some sort of confrontation on that traffic stop. And I, I saw a video the other day. It was, it was, it was so disturbing. The officer pulled a guy over for no seatbelt. Now, I, I don't know the jurisdiction or the law. I in still that. don't know where I'm at on that one. And I, you know, how look, can a guy in a motorcycle? I don't care. You know, that that's... I that, never pulled it's anybody... It's not about safety. I might write you... All right, so here here was my philosophy on seatbelts. If, if you want to, you know, because in a collision, there's always three parts to a collision. You know, you're the car hitting something, you hitting something inside the car, and then your internal organs bouncing off your... Your no, I get skeletal that. Structure. I understand so, that. Yeah. If you want to kill or maim or injure yourself by not wearing a seatbelt, that's your business. Now, where I would use that as on an enforcement level is if I stopped you for, let's say, speeding, right? And I want to cut you a break because the speeding ticket is one hundred eighty bucks. Yeah. And you weren't wearing your seatbelt. I might write you for a seatbelt violation. Right. But that way, you're getting a big break. Oh yeah, huge. Um, I don't know. If, I don't points, know if you're going to get that big of a break from a insurance standpoint. Yeah, you think about that. The only the only seatbelt violations that I really harped on were infants. And I think of the points you're going to get for a let's say $180 speeding ticket. Was about three points on your license, yeah, whereas three or four points. Light, I don't think there's any light for for that, but insurance wise, it's a different story. But you know, I, I I just I just you know now that I'm retired and I'm just kind of looking at things from a, from a different perspective. I see I see a lot of things that they do on traffic stops that I'm like, do we really need to do that? Like a motor cop stopping people and writing somebody for a seatbelt. I mean. Well, this seatbelt, this seatbelt seat you know, infraction oh, turned, into, on, but... turned into a, the, them shooting. The no, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I, I get and it. all because he pushed it, and the officer stood his ground. I have found that the majority of people who are violent or could go to jail to get caught drive and drive like idiots. I, I had a guy. I had a guy in your city. I was headed home when I used to live in your city. And I was in a fully marked police car, and he zipped past me and sideswiped a white truck that happened to be an undercover deputy who was working a uh, stolen vehicle task force. And we stopped him and called, you know, called your agency and said, "Hey, you need to do something about this guy." Guy, felony warrants for VOP for driving while, you know, driving while license suspended, revoked. I mean, just a ton of stuff. Plus, we got a Oh, it's sometimes it's the smallest thing you can stop somebody yeah. for that leads to the but biggest. This guy blew past me like I was standing still. And I'm in a fully marked police car. But I watched this thing unfold on video, and the guy is asking for a supervisor. The officers refuse. I'm not going to give you. I'm not calling a supervisor because the supervisor is going to tell you the same thing I'm going to tell you. Right. You know, you just need to provide me with this information to the point where he's like, now, now we're at a point where. We've had a stalemate. I'm not giving up my information. I want your supervisor here because you're pulling me over for bogus reasons. I'm not getting you a supervisor yeah. on the officer side. And, and shot. now you're going to jail because you're resisting my efforts 
to do, conduct business. Yeah, that, that should. They have gone pull that the way. guy out of the car. Yep. They get into a, a, a little tussle. He gets taken to the ground, and the backup officer then shoots him. I think it was an accidental shooting. Still, doesn't change. I think. The fact it, that I, think died, was, right? uh, I think it was. I think it was. Uh, an unintentional discharge of her firearm. And how could have that been avoided? But, yeah, it, it didn't have to get to that point. Yeah. Because the uh, the officer, I, I don't know that the officer did anything incorrect. He kind of, you know, we don't have a duty to back down. No, But how don't. you handle yourself when the person asks for a supervisor, if somebody asks for a supervisor, make the call. Yeah. Make the call and say, hey, can I get a sergeant up here to talk to this guy? He's a little bit upset that I stopped him. And still try to conduct your business. Sure. And tell the guy, hey, or, or, or girl, hey, I've got a supervisor. Notified them. They'll be on their way. But they may not be here for a half an hour, you know? Um. Yeah. And then on the on the civilian side or the citizen side, if if it's an unreasonable amount of time, don't get stuck in that spinning your tires on one subject. I agree. Give them the information that that they have the they have yeah, the sooner the you right give it to, to them, the sooner you'll be done. And if the supervisor shows up on scene, make your complaint. If not, if you have that much time on your hand as a as a citizen mm-hmm. to wait around for a supervisor. And just drive to the station because you're yeah. bound to meet yeah, him that's there. True too. Yeah, but you're uh, absolutely right. There's the side of the place to fight that is not on the not on the side of the road. No. Yeah. So I hope I hope um, our our listeners uh, learn something today, and I hope that uh, we can avoid a conflict like like we've seen in the past. Yeah. Wear your seatbelt. Don't speed through through uh, construction zones or school, school zones. zones and move over. That's another big one. Move over law. Yeah. Yeah. Things of that nature. So that move over law is a little difficult. I got to tell you. It Sometimes is. Sometimes it's a little Especially when you traffic, a lot of traffic. Traffic. traffic gotta, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully officers are reasonable when but they. But it's better than being launched over the, over a Chevrolet because somebody didn't. And uh, we see a lot of guys. No, I'm not, a, I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not saying don't. Yeah. We shouldn't have it. I'm just saying, you know, officer. Hopefully what I've seen is officers are pretty reasonable and they understand that cars Let's couldn't so. get over. And hopefully this helps the average citizen as well. So. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or anything you would like us to cover, uh, you can contact us at Copology Podcast at Gmail. Um, this is Sarge and Bob, and we're going to say thanks for listening. Toodles. <laughs>